It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. What's actually, I guess I'll rephrase it. It's AD plus one. Which is after Dep, because... The day one AD. Yeah, it's all over now. Anno Depmini. Thank you. You're welcome. There's nothing left in this world to keep us entertained anymore. There's only sports and sports-adjacent content. I guess we're going to have to talk about sports today. Uh, 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 uh. Deal. Hey, the NBA Finals start. I am a fan of that. How about that? How about that? I used to work with a guy on radio. He'd go on these big, long, dumb rants, and he'd lose track of his thought process, and at the end he'd go, how about that? <laughs> so there was a catchphrase around town. How about what? Not, what, not what sure. If, what yeah. did you say? Yeah. Do you know what you said? What do you mean they're putting AIDS in the corn? They're putting AIDS on the corn. How about that? It's turning the frogs gay. He would get done. He would. Go, I'm not going to say his name because he's garbage and not like a terrible person. But he would go, how about that? Let's go to the phone lines. Like, <laughs> figure out your life. Okay. Think of the phone lines, 505-246-0610. Got the phone lines open today. We've got a bunch of guests. We're going to have a lot of fun. Phil Beam is going to join us from the YMCA. Talk to him about what's going on with Camp Schaefer. I'm into that. Summer camp just started at the Y Griff. Griffin, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello. I am doing really good. Thank good. you. Good. Yeah, I like that. Good. Been watching The Time Traveler's Wife. How is it? Pretty good? You big HBO mark? Okay. Um, I, I, I see it slide by, but I have no. not watched it yet. Right. Well, no. I'm not going to tune in until you give me a review. So, I think I've talked to you guys about this. I'm a peer pressure guy. I only watch what everyone else is watching, which is why I'm going to go see Maverick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But otherwise, I don't watch anything. I will watch the NBA Finals, and I won't be the only one. That Celtics heat game drew like 13 mil the other day. Pretty good. Should. Pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Van Nunley, you did not see last night, but Pipe Bomb number two came out in AEW. Whoa. Big deal. Pipe bomb, the Pipe Bomb, obviously, is a reference to CM Punk and the Summer of Punk 2011. Wouldn't know that. It's being brought back to life by MJF. The Summer of Punk? The Summer of Punk, the Summer of 2011. When he, Isn't that 1972? When he beat John Cena to recapture his title at Money in the Bank and then really eventually went on to lose through some tomfoolery at Survivor Series. We don't have to go into all of it, but... Basically Thank God we don't. The best episode of AEW Dynamite in the history of the program. I, I've heard you say that a lot. It's every day is the best day. It's every I think day. about once a week. I hear you say that. It's crazy the talent that they're there. That's that's a high bar for them to have the best episode in every the history of television. Single time. Every single time. That's impressive how they do that. Can you imagine? Me? Or is this just you talking? No, no, is no. This, no. this is universal praise. Yeah. Everyone on Earth. Correct. It's the best episode of uh, The Thing. Every single time. Every time. Okay. That's impressive. I've what, never done drugs. What are they going to do next? But I feel like this is what drugs feels like. Being able to know that I can get my fix once a week. Oh, man. I've done a lot of drugs, and uh, I don't think AEW is going to match up to acid. Uh, from the live chat, you were wrong. <laughs> okay. Wrong about what? Drugs? Yes. Oh. It's National Jason Tatum Day, according Aww. to the live chat. I agree with that. Also, did peer pressure make me watch the Batman? So, yes, it did. 
But you're going to watch every big movie. I'm yeah, obviously. Superheroes, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Fast and Furious, uh huh, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible's. Are there any more Born movies? I'll watch those too. Isn't it Born on television now? I watched the first two. Is that real? It is. The held up. I don't know. You look it up. I'm not going to watch either one of them. Star Wars. I watch all the Star Wars. I watch all the Star Wars. I watch all the Star Wars. By the way, 505-246-0610. No spoilers on Obi-Wan. I haven't seen episode three yet. Griffin, you shut your mouth. No, no, no. I have shut your mouth. I've never I'm not a big Star Trek person, <gasps> but I have watched I have watched Star Trek. <laughs> it's not that I don't like them, but I saw some commercials. Is the guy that did the voice for Stewie like an actor on What's one of the Stu- new Stewie, who's Stewie that? Stewie from like oh, um, the, okay. you know, the Griffin family. Stewie I Griffin. See. Oh, Seth MacFarlane? Yes. It, 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 it doesn't show dirt. I think that's right. he's we on Star Trek. Pick the brown I can't even one take it, it seriously. Okay, so that's not Star Trek. That is a spoof of Star Trek. Okay, then that and makes sense. I don't know sense, if it's then. still on television. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane, also an actor, voice of Family Guy, creator of Family Guy, et cetera, et cetera, had some Star Trek a adjacent show memory alpha um, memory okay. alpha i really thought it was a start and i was like what could is be going on here the orville is what it's called the orville the orville's the ship okay so that's what it's called that's the name of the show oh, the show is also and it no. still exists it's still oh, a thing congratulations so i'm family guys the guy that does stewie <laughs> seth mcfarlane that's you did all of this with your life, and you're just the guy who does Stewie. From the live chat, yes, I will be seeing Maverick. I will have a full review this weekend. Seth, that Family Guy's been around a long time. Yeah. Simpsons, I, Simpsons better keep going, or Family Guy's going to catch up. So I think I am like many to where when I was in my younger days and there were not as many options for content and media and entertainment, I think I had watched every Simpsons episode for at least like the first 10 years of its existence. I'm somewhere around there. Yeah, and then right oh. around like 11, right up until the movie. And destination television too. Yeah. Yeah, must see. Yep. Is what they would call it. On the couch just like the Simpsons. Cuz you had to Griff, you don't know this cuz you work in radio, but you would have to at the water cooler the next day be able to have conversation about it. Otherwise you would you'd be left out of conversation. Yeah. That was before memes. The <laughs> Which is how everyone knows about the Amber Heard trial. Do you leave Johnny Depp's name out of that, or do you call it the Depp Heard trial? Uh, pillow poop trial. Okay. Yeah. That's not correct. Is that not it? <sighs> Finals kick off tonight. Kick off tonight. Tip off tonight. Warriors from San Francisco and the Boston Celtics. So you have the two biggest markets outside of L.A. You have the two biggest markets, both sides of the coast. This one should be the highest rated in the history of all of them as far as NBA Finals goes, and it won't even come close to like a week, any week of the NFL season, but it should be the highest one. Yes, it's going to rate less than Jaguars-Giants week six. Correct. But it's still going to be one of the best, or the most watched NBA Finals of all time. After Phil Veeam joins us at 4.30, at 4.45, immediately Josh Sushan will join us. We're going to talk about the isotopes. Tough so Tough loss for the boys last night. I've said that too many times now. we got to figure it out. What are the eight games under now? I think it's a little bit greater than that. Is it really? And I'm not a math guy. We the, all know this. The thing, it's the thing is I'm a big fan of putting guys in situations, and I'm a big fan 
of making sure players are developing the right way for the pro ball club. I mean, they're all professional ball clubs sure, for, sure, sure, sure. for the MLB squad. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But ooh, the Colorado Rockies. I'd like to get some W's out there. Parent organization. We're it's, on, it's not fair that they keep going up against Oklahoma City and Sugarland. Both very good. Round Rock. Yeah, they're like the three best minor league teams. At, it's a gauntlet well, and it's for crazy. our Albuquerque isotopes. It's crazy how competitive minor league baseball is right now. I was you know, Obviously, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals guy. All of the Memphis Redbirds are with the pro team right now. And they're all slaying, every single one of them. So, like, they're calling guys up, and they can't send them back down. Like, Paul DeYoung, who went down, who was a all-star shortstop for yeah, the St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals, he'll never play Major League Baseball again for the St. Louis Cardinals. Because Sosa. Yeah, it's I too good. Our MLB preview, I told you about Sosa. Too good. I said, don't get attached to Paul DeYoung. Sosa's coming. Sosa. It's every team. 5.30 today, because we end the program at 5.45, 5.30. Mark Ronchetti will join us. Mark Ronchetti is... Running for governor of this fine state. We're going to talk to him. Obviously, i got some questions specifically related around sports in the, the state. Weather. Wait, what? So that's what I'm going to lead with. Who's the best weatherman in the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was the title taken from you? Did you ever have it, or did you step away from it? I mean, Steve Stucker's got game. He's the name, right? Yeah. And I think I know more about this because I think my mom used to have a crush on him. Why did you say used to? No one used to have a back problem. You just have a back problem all your life. She still do, but she used to too. <laughs> Mark Ronchetti will join us. I did reach out to Rebecca Dow's office. So, I mean, that's if once we do our celebrity boxing, uh-huh. which is coming up very soon. Uh, do you know any celebrities or your, anything about boxing? Keep your ear to the ground. It's coming. The title match. Fred that, Slow takes that, on Steph Griff. The headlining match is obviously... Stucker versus Ronchetti. Remember when they used to have those celebrity ones, but they yes. were like little claymations? Boxing it celebrity out. Death the celebrity deathmatch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, I love those. Yes. Also, just clicked with me that Steph Griffin called it the guy who does Stewie, and Stewie's last name is Griffin. And then the way oh. Steph was talking to us, it was like she's part of the family. Makes sense. Is there probably a Stephanie Griffin in the world of family guy? Probably. Hey, Stephanie, are you related to a PETA? That's a good one. Possibly Peter Griffin. There's the. I think the dog is a human in the show. Not everyone can understand the dog, though, right? I think you're thinking about the baby. So only the dog can understand the baby. There we go. Strike that reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the dog, like, I think has, like, it's like he's like Jerry Seinfeld. He's a different girlfriend every episode. And you're like, that's not weird. I mean, well, Brian from Family Guy was my inspiration to get a Prius. So, I mean... There's that. That's very on brand. Live chat lighting up about excitement for Mark Ronchetti. Yeah, we got some Ronchetti yeah. fans we'll out here. Your, we'll definitely get your weekend forecast. 505-246-0610. Or if you know me, text me if you have any <laughs> questions for Mark Ronchetti. That's the one, right? If you know me, text me. It's going to be a good program today. We're going to come back talking about very sad day in sports. Um, not all heroes... And perform forever. Sure. But for a hero to become a legend, you have to eventually stop being part of the game. And that happened today. Yeah. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings. Tomorrow we're at Hollow Spirits, Griff. We're at Hollow Spirits tomorrow. Come hang out. We're going to have some... Isotopes tickets. We're going to have a stack of gift cards. I have to be here. It's, <laughs> you can I have to join actually put you guys on. In now. spirit. Yeah. 
And also, just rush down there the second it's over. I'll a, have a coldie waiting for you. There's a list of phrases you're not allowed to use on the air, Griffin. You're not allowed to say you're turning us on on the air. Wait, if why we, not? It's on the list. Reasons? Reasons. Okay. Implications. You know what? A, if a listener would clip that off, that'd be the new text message. A text message alert? Yeah. I have to turn you on. I have to turn you on. Griffin, no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop that. Also, off air, though. Also, thank you, Teller Vodka, for being a partner of the program. (laughs) 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, take a guess, Van. Who is Ryan Fitzpatrick's first career touchdown pass thrown to? Oh, my goodness. Give me a hint. St. Louis Rams. Oh, uh, what has he been in the league? 15 years? 17 years. 17 years. Uh, Isaac Bruce. Torrey Holt. Oh, 50-50. No, no, no. There was more options. There was more options. In Great show on frame? turf. Great show on turf. They were out of it by then. Ryan Fitzpatrick's first NFL appearance was entering a game in 2005 in relief of, I believe, Mark Bolger where he came in chasing 17 against the Houston Texas Texans and ended up putting the boys over, St. Louis that is, in a 33-27 overtime win. Started that game as the third stringer. Oh, my goodness. Threw passes to Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, your favorite football player, Kevin Curtis. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Yeah, he's very Mormon. He's very Mormon. It was just, He started the league at like... 27 because he's done a mission i love mormons faith not so much it kind of gets gets kind of spooky but the nicest people on earth you met I, hey look me dead in the face right now all right looking you met a nicer person than a mormon me mm-hmm. oh yeah wait who griff <laughs> oh griff <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry i forgot to offer you a snack pack i brought a little snack pack you want a snack pack there we go that's a little off air. We, yeah, we're a little air. we're busy. We're busy, so I didn't get a chance to offer you this little snack pack. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's calling it quits, says that he is in the talks with Amazon for a key role in their NFL broadcast this season. So if you hear me out, arguably the second greatest quarterback to ever play the game, Ryan Fitzpatrick, behind only Gardner Minshew. Debatable. 17 years from now, he'll be the second best broadcaster to ever play the game, only behind Joe Buck. The second part you might be correct on. He is very smart. He is very funny. He's very knowledgeable. Harvard grad, seventh round draft. Harvard grad. To the St. Louis Rams. He's drafting that Tom Brady area, right where the great ones get drafted. Mm -hmm. You know what Ryan Fitzpatrick will do, though, that Tom Brady didn't do as a broadcaster? He'll play for... 16 or 17 different networks, and he'll change teams every, every season. <laughs> you beat me to it. That was going to be my closer. Join Amazon and go over it's CBS. Two years on Fox, Fox, one year CBS, one year Amazon, Nickelodeon. one year YouTube. <laughs> he'll do the Nickelodeon specials. He'll go to Telemundo because he probably, you know, he knows multiple languages. So he'll do one year in Telemundo. He can't do the games, right? He can't be like the broadcaster for the games. Well, what you can do is the Manning S thing. Help me out. Help me name it. Is it Fitzcast Rick or is it Fitzpatcast? Magic Mike. 
All right, I'm gonna go with Fisk Catcher. Magic, Kastrick. magic on the mic. Oh, that's very good. Thank you. He should have on every quarterback that he took a job from. That's who he should have on. Oh, that's strong. Such a long list of people. And joining us on the sideline, Ryan, and he's on his Fitz magic stick. Ryan, how are you? All right, boys, there's a Harvard grad down here. I can tell you what's going to happen every single play, but I won't because I'm not pretentious like Tony Romo. I'm just going to stand here and look fabulous, by the way. His suit game. Suit game, very strong. And it will only continue to grow. The, uh... The deep down, the deep V button down shirt, thick chest hair, gold chain, right, is a strong look. Yeah, if you could pull that off, and you're not an Italian gangster, you got some game. He uh, has not done one game broadcasting wise ever in his whole life, but he's he, been playing football for it. For yeah, he's yeah. been busy, yeah. but he's about to put Craig Sager to shame. Because he's going to do it like that. Mm, yeah. Like that. Better than that. Ryan Fitzpatrick is, his first touchdown pass was to Torrey Holt. How many years ago was that? I mean, that's 17 years ago, but, like, Torrey Holt hasn't played in forever, ever. Well, let's complete the trivia. Who was his last touchdown? Oh, you have to look that up. I don't know. And he played for all the teams. Miami. Washington. He, Buffalo. In that beard game? Also, everything off the field, insanely animated, insanely good. Everything on on the field, I mean, like, relatively dry, right? He never got a chance to be that guy. Like a workman approach. Either he was the starter for a crappy team mm-hmm. or the backup for a good team. Never got a chance. Griff, I didn't hear you if you told me who was on the phone. Still can't hear you. If you're hitting talk back, it's not coming through. Let me just pull up the phone system here. Hey, you know what? Let's just go in blind. Welcome to the program, friend. Hello. Hello. Hey, Griffin, who is this? I can't hear you, Griffin. So Sorry, so, it's Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Welcome, Tommy. brother. Allegedly. Yeah, we lost Tommy, I guess. I don't know what's going on. Try again, buddy. We'll is this get me it. or you, Griff? We'll get it figured out. A lot of buttons in there, you know. There's there's so many buttons there's back There's way here. too many. It's intimidating. So there's a strong possibility that Tommy the Truth, welcome to the program. Hello? Hey, hey, buddy! I will call back. All right, well, nothing's working over here, so I just don't know. We're living in the future, and I don't understand how it works. Also, you can't drop a call now. This is terrible radio. Cool. Where's Mike Vital? Let's get Mike Vital in here. Oh, I can read. I can read sign language, Griff. I know what that one was. <laughs> uh, was it the OK sign? Five zero five two four six. Thumbs up. Zero six ten. Griff. Was it if, other fingers? If Tommy the Truth calls back, you just you put him right through to us, please. We'll make of sure. course, we'll make I this will. thing work. That's kind of a because every producer does a little different. You know what sure. I mean? Yep. Yep. So it's like you're trying to learn it and trying to figure it out. There might still be a phone line on. I have no idea. See, there it is. There it is. I hear it. We're calling someone on air. I have no idea. This whole thing. This is the Fitz magic of radio. <laughs> we got a, from the texture, we got a request. 
Call back, Tommy, the truth. Oh, that's a good request. Yeah, how about that? I'm in on it, though, for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He had one of those careers, never won the big one. Deserved to. Yeah. He's like he's the guy that you rooted for every year. All right, we're going to give it one more try, Griff. You ready? Tommy, the truth, welcome to the program. What's up, fellas? Can there you we me? go. Hey. What's happening, Tommy? I don't think you can hear us, Griff. There's something on your end. He hung up again. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so I just learned that the phone lines are dead. That's what I've just taken away from this. Sweet. There's no way to have any friends of the show, but we have to resolve that because Mark Ronchetti joining the program in one hour. So we got to be you figured out. We got to be figured out by then. And luckily, longtime friend of the show, Tommy the Truth, he'll understand. He's been in the business. Sure. Little techs, little diffs, little technical diffs, little TDs. Nice. Thank you. That's what Ryan Fitzpatrick had. You got his career stats in front of you? I do not. Get those for me real quick. If you put Fitzpatrick on a broadcast, though, and you give him, like, color commentator of Pat McAfee or, in 10 years from now, Gardner Minshew, don't let your girlfriend watch that broadcast. Don't let your mom. She gone. She going to leave. She gone. She going to fall in love. Let's see here. We have also a strong chance he just broadcasts, like, four, five, six really good games in a row and then just kind of falls off for the rest of the season. Classic Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He has like, oh my God, he had the best commentary I've ever heard. And then the next week, like, yeah. talks crap about the Polish or something like <laughs> that. Like, what? Ryan? Oh my God, Ryan. This is horrible. Figure it out. Is this not the same Ryan from last week? That's too funny. 223 career touchdowns. That's a lot. All right, Hall of Famer. 169. Nice. Career interceptions. That's a lot. But luckily, there's way more touchdowns. Here, this is a big number. Mm-hmm. 34,990 career passing yards. That's a Hall of Fame number. That's how I feel. That's a bunch. I mean, it's it's not. You're very wrong. But still, that's really <laughs> good. It's very, very good. All right. Finish. I, yeah. I bet over under on this one. 1,500 career rushing yards. Pretty good. That's that's way more than I thought he'd have. He's athletic, dog. That's like a thousand more than I thought he would have. Finish this sentence for me. Are you ready? Okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick will always be a what? Stone Cold Mac. Okay. You weren't going to say Ram. You weren't going to say Bill. You weren't going to say Texan. You weren't going to say Jet. You Mm -mm. weren't going to say Buck. You weren't going to say Dolphin. Mm -mm. You weren't going to say Redskin. Nope. I can't say that anymore. Stone Cold Mac. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Tommy's back on. All right, we're going to try Tommy one, one more time. One more time. Tommy, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. It's the third time the charm. I it believe is. it is. There we go. Not for Fitzpatrick. He needed well, eight. What was? Ha- yeah, what was happening? I, I heard myself, but I couldn't hear you guys. Oh, go fish. We would radio all the time. No big deal. Yeah, we would never know. What's going on, my man? Well, I'll let you guys know. I talked to uh, Jeff Simbeta this morning. I did call in oh. and still working to get my podcast up and going. There you it's going to be a host of uh, Off the Cup Albuquerque. Dana Vargas is giving me a shot. Dang. I'm going to be recording it probably on Saturday afternoons because I don't want to do it when you guys are on because you guys are the gods of radio oh. will destroy me. Well, I thought we thought we were until you broke the news of this apparently with the morning show today, and we're just getting the leftovers. 
Well, no, you're, you're going to get you're going to get even better than that, okay, guys? Cause you guys, I mean, your sports adjacent content. My show is going to be pretty serious. I'm going to rip teams apart. There it's going to be like sure. bad to the bone type stuff. But I I like you guys' humor because I like I told Jeff taking itsy bitsy pieces of everybody I listen to, which includes you guys, and just added to my tool belt. It's going to make me sound better on the radio because you got to remember I haven't done this in ten years. So it, it is a little bit nerve-wracking and learning the newer equipment that you have to use and the better editing software that I'm going to have opportunity to take a look at. But um, it's going to be a pretty serious show. I'm going to—I told Jeff I'm going to rip the Cowboys apart at the first. It's going to be an hour podcast. I'll probably waste about half an hour ripping the Cowboys to shreds. I mean, they got it coming. Low-hanging yeah, fruit, delicious. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's going to really shock people is I tell them I'm a Cowboy fan since '65. They're going to probably—it's going to shock. Like, why are you so against them? So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell the truth about them. And what's the real problem? It's been that way since, actually, the early 90s. I mean, when they were winning Super Bowls, Jerry and, and uh, J.J., um, you know, Jimmy Johnson were fighting still. But, yeah, that's, uh, that, I'll let you know when that podcast actually comes on. I'm probably, like I said, recorded on Saturdays, but you guys can listen anytime you want. Shoot. And, uh, magic of today. I really appreciate seeing you guys the other night. It was fun seeing you guys. It's been a long time. Aww. I've been traveling and stuff. We we got to grab a break, Tommy, because we got Phil Beam coming on. But uh, the thing, so Tommy's referencing, he came to the comedy comedy show the other night. A few in the theater had a big laugh. Saw a funny Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson's funny. He's the best in the biz. He's a funny dude. A Marie performed. She's funny. There's a lot of talent in this building. A lot of talent. Tommy, thank you so much, brother. A good dude. I got that one to drop. Phone's working now. There you go. Griffin on the fly fixing the program. Way to go, girl. Phil Bean's going to join us after the break. Big thank you to New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka, who I'm going to spend this well, tonight enjoying because you know I'm doing it at home. Griff, I'm sanding the floors. That's my plan tonight. Really? Yeah, and you can't do that sober because you'll go crazy. No doubt. You will <laughs> literally lose your mind. Do you have, do you have um, some fresh masks? The, Are you going to use the Under Armour mask? Because I think that might be bad. The, the So I got the bagger one. Good, like good, the there, drum, there, the there. drum with the bag. That's the best one. That's the bag. Yeah, that's the bag. It's in the bag. Thank you, mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You will be missed, but we like you going from uh, Fitzpatrick the white to Fitzpatrick the gray. We're excited for this advancement of your professional career. Phil Beam. After this, two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Back on the program. Joining us on the program, Phil Beam. Phil Beam runs Camp Schaefer hey. over at the YMCA. Phil, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, brother. Welcome to the program. What, camp kicks off in like three days and everything's perfect and there's no last-minute problems and there's nothing you have to do, right? You're absolutely right. We got nothing <laughs> We got nothing to do but sit back and uh, wait for the kids. That uh, sounds about right. It's, that's, that's how it comes together it's completely every year. good. It's all come together really well, yeah. We, week, one, um, mar- week one is Marvel Week, and that starts on June the 5th. Uh, anything available for, the, for this week coming up, or is it, all, is it all maxed out? This one's full. The next one we have a couple spots, and then a couple more spots later on in the summer. Uh, but that's about it. This week, this week is completely full right now. So Phil, you got like a itchy uh, s'more finger right now. Like when's uh when's your favorite day oh, to yeah. do? First day of camp, you come in and make s'mores. Like you just get it out of the way, or you save it for the last day. How does this work? S'mores come in on the overnight days, the Wednesdays when all the kids go camping, and uh, if we can have fires, 
we'd have s'mores, but uh, we can't have fires right now because the of the course. national forest says says no fires. But we're not in any danger from fire. Everything's good there. No fires are threatening us, and uh, and camp is ready to move. We just we just do the overnights and the campouts without the uh, without the. Um, Fires. Well, you could you could bake s'mores. It might not be the same, but you just oh, throw yeah. throw some in the oven, right? And we probably will do that for the campers that are on the overnight. Bring them all back together for have a s'more, and then send them back out to go to sleep. If there was a like, I know you guys do classes. Obviously, there's archery and dance and and all this like cool stuff that you guys. If you need like experts to come in and teach s'moring, I feel like Van and I can make <laughs> ourselves available. All right, all right, I'll remember that. Be the most, you guys. Most, the most <laughs> s'moring class you could ever take. S'moring. Well, I, I, I always let everybody know I'm a s'more connoisseur, so not every ah, nice. Not every s'more is created equal, you know? Well, then you then you know that you got to replace the Hershey's chocolate with Reese's peanut butter cups. That's, that's the only some, thing that matters. That's next-level s'mores. Yeah. Right? And, and you never burn a s'more. You never burn a marshmallow. You toast them. Ooh, brown. That's what's Beautiful. up. Mm-hmm. I'm an Andes Mints guy. You put a little Andes Mint on there. Get you a little. Oh, little Andes little... are really good with s'more. Hey, you, got hey, hey. you got it. You're talking to a veteran here, Fred. What do you think? Scott? Phil Beam is the Camp Services Director over at the YMCA, running Camp Shaver this upcoming season. Five seven five eight two nine thirty five seventy two, or you can reach out to Phil at the office. 505-595-1515, extension 3116. What have we not been talking about with the camp, Phil? What is, what's the exciting uh, nature of the camp this summer? Um, well, you know, we we re, refurbished our bathhouse, so it has a nice new tiled floor and new uh, new paint, new lights. It looks really good. Um, that's that's one nice thing. We uh, we got a great staff for this year. We have uh, a person from England come, that's come over. I'm going to be one of our counselors. Oh, um, cool! So have him are, tell some stories. Yeah, looking, that's the first. This is the first time in three years that we've had, been able to have an international uh, somebody from outside of the country. So that's exciting for us. Yeah. You know, and and so there's going to be cricket. Is that what you're saying? You guys are going to introduce cricket well, to the kids. He's not a big cricket player. He's big on uh, back. football, as they call it, or soccer, as oh, we okay. call it. Well, we got that. I mean, we can make soccer happen. That's a pretty popular one. What? So what weeks are still open? Is there is Harry Potter week open? Good because question. I was called a dork because I didn't know anything about Harry Potter, and I was like, this is Opposites Day. It's not what that means. Yes. So what, what weeks are still open, Phil? We got um, our two-week session is has quite a few spots right now. And uh, hold on, I'm... the big fun color wars between July the 10th and July the 22nd. Mm, July 10th, that's a good time of the year. Mm-hmm. And next next session is has plenty of spots. We got um, like 10 spots in that one. Uh, session three. And these is, uh... so June 5th through the 11th is the first one. 12th through the 18th, the second. 19th through the 25th right. is the third. 26th through the second is the fourth, and then. Van, they take a week off because they got to reset naturally from all the trouble from the first four sessions. Got to hose everything down, and then you're back at it <laughs> July 10 through August the sixth. Well, actually, during that during that Fourth of July week, we uh, we host a Optimist Leadership Camp where we oh. take kids who wouldn't be able to normally afford camp and come out to camp and uh, and enjoy it all all, all supported right. by the Optimist Club of Al- uh, Evening Optimist Club oh. of Albuquerque. I love that. I love everything about it. Phil, uh, obviously, the day camp has opened up just at the Y this week. What kind of energy is that? 
the YMCA right now? How many kids are running around? Or are they having the time of their lives? It seems like quite a few are around there because when I when I was there the other day, they were in and out of the hallway. They were doing all sorts of stuff. They were they were in a great time. It was it's it's a lot more energy in the Y right now than than during the winter for current, sure. Current scholarship program at the Y is seventy five percent off day camp van. What a deal! And I don't know how many of those are still available, but reach out to the YMCA of Central New Mexico, and they'll be able to set you and your child up for the day camp experience. Phil, before we cut you loose, what's the one thing we missed? Um, you know, it's been, it's a great summer. We're really looking forward to it. The, the fires just are not a threat to us. So nobody needs to worry about the fires right now. And if there is a fire or if there ever something like that happens, we have a very clear plan to, to get us out of trouble and get us back home, everybody. How far is, oh. is Camp Shaver from out of town up there in Jimenez Springs? How long of a drive is that? It's about an hour, okay. hour and 15 minutes from Albuquerque. All right, well, that's, that's Phil driving the speed limit. Mm-hmm. What that is? It takes, okay. takes Van forty five so, minutes. Yeah. You guys, you guys could make it in forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for being a friend of the program. All right, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I'll see you up at camp next time. I mean, we're teaching s'mores. I mean, yeah. s'more one hundred and one class. Hey, we're gonna say you want some more cl- s'more class. They're gonna say we haven't had any yet. And they're like, uh, I already have a doctorate, Fred. <laughs> How can we have some more if we haven't had any yet? I think the first, obviously we would teach it very similar to Sandlot. Like that would be like the energy of teaching it whenever, what's the name of the little fat catcher? Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He's like. Yeah, but you have to get the Malo. The Malo. The Malo. The Malo. I can't think Malo of his way. name. You know, a little fat catcher. Yeah, yeah, with the red hair. He got red hair. A little, little fat redheaded kid. What's his name? He's fat. You know what I'm talking about? Are you are you fat shaming a child from 25 years ago? But on the um, s'mores talk, have you seen the new marshmallows that they've come out just for the s'mores? They're like flattened. His nickname was Ham. Oh, okay. That's um, too easy. And yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Griffin, and that's cheating. That's cheating. And you I don't, know. You don't get, I was so you don't get the squish this past weekend or for Memorial because my I saw my nephew do. Yeah. I was like, Boy, did they get smashed on the way? And they're like, No, that's how they make them. Now. And I'm like, What? It's cheating. There's mallows with chalky in them, and I'm like, No, nope, no, nope. I'm cracking my own Hershey's bar. By the way, I'm not sharing that bar. If I if I catch a kid with chocolate filled marshmallows. Or flat marshmallows. Slap them right across. It's gonna be like I busted my kid smoking cigarettes. You're gonna sit here. You're gonna smoke the whole pack. Yeah, the whole thing. You're gonna eat this whole bag of marshmallows, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna learn your lesson. And I'm gonna shine this flashlight in your eyes. And we're gonna burn them all, and you have to eat them. (laughs) Duh. Yeah, all different, but some raw as well. Get the whole spectrum. All gooey. Hamilton Ham Porter was played by Patrick Renna. Originally born in Boston, Massachusetts, moved to L.A. to pursue an acting career. He's a little fat kid from Sandlot. Where we he, get... he looks like if you like squish down Bill Burr. Yeah, he looks exactly like that. When we get back, Josh Sushan will tell us who his favorite Sandlot character is, and we're excited to bring that breaking news to you. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're back on the program. Joining us live from... Where are we at, Oklahoma City today? Are we at Sugar Land? Where are we at? What is going on here? 
Everything's upside down and backwards, man. Where do you work? Well, you got the whole thing upside down where it's Sugar Land. Why did you, why did you turn the colander around? I knew where it was. Well, I just don't understand. The colander is right in front of me. Colander, calendar. It's totally calendar. Colander. The colander is what you make soups and potions out of if you're a witch from there. old times. There we go. Josh Sushan joining us, and he's about to tell us who his favorite Sandlot character is. Josh, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me on the program. Well, it'd be really easy to just say the dude who grows up to become play-by-play announcer at Dodger Stadium, right? I mean, that's, ah, that's the Jet Rodriguez. But that is the incorrect answer. The correct answer, as we all know, is Squints. I mean, he got Wendy Peppercorn to yep. make out with him. 100% for true. For that, for that actor, child actor, that was his first on-screen kiss. And Aww. his first kiss in real life. Oh, my goodness. His first real kiss in real life was on screen. Much like Fred, he peaked early, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I believe canon-wise, he ended up bagging her. So they ended up getting married in, like, Nine kids or something like yeah. that, according to the scroll at the end. So, yeah, hard to hit on squints. Hard to hit on squints at all. Yeah. Is there like is that st- is Sandlot still a talk in the clubhouse? Does it still have relevancy in the world of baseball? I don't know. That is a good question. I have not heard them talking about it in the clubhouse, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. I can tell you that a few years ago, so the, the lot itself is in Utah. It's not that far from um, – Smith's Ballpark in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh. So I, uh, I I rented a car like, I don't know, three or four years ago, and I got the address, and I drove, and I got there, and I was like, oh, wait, this can't be it. And then I walked around this way, and I walked around that way, and then I realized it is it, and it looks nothing at all like it did on the movie. Like, mm. you can kind of tell where the field mostly was, but I felt like a creep if I'm going through people's, like, side yards and backyards to get there, and there wasn't a baseline, and it was a total letdown. But I did see where they filmed it. So how far down the list of greatest baseball movies do you have for the love of the game? Because I think it's the worst of all time. I agree. I would say it's the best baseball movie of all time. For love of the game is the worst baseball movie ever. I don't except know. for Angels in the Outfield. I was – Josh, me and you are kindred spirits because that's my exact list right there. I just I don't agree with anything you're saying um, at all. And also, Kenny DeNunez was the answer. He also played in Mighty Ducks, so he was in two of my favorite childhood movies – he was the pitcher. Uh, very good. So there's your Sandlot answer. Was he also an Air Bud? Airborne, to me, is better than Air Bud. Airborne but, is better than Air Bud. You are 100% correct. What's the most disappointment you've ever had, Josh, when going back to watch one of your childhood favorite baseball movies? Ooh, that's a good question. Some of them don't age quite as well Mm-mm. as you think they did. So I'm not going to necessarily answer your question, but there, there, there's a movie that came out and it's often been described as the best baseball movie that you've never seen. For love of the game. It's called Long Gone. Have you guys ever seen it? Ooh, no. no. Okay. All yeah, right. so it was basically like a straight-to-HBO movie. It came out in the sort of like the glory years of baseball movies, the late 80s. And Virginia Madsen was in it. And it's basically about a – it's like an independent minor league baseball team. And they – well, I guess I can give away the plot. It's been long enough, right? Where, where yeah, there's like yeah. this dude, his name is Stud Cantrell, Good and name. the rival team tries to like bribe him in order to uh, lose the pennant. And there's a black dude who they don't want to sign, but they, but he pretends like he's Cuban, and so they sign him, and they go on like this great run. And there's like this second baseman who's like this super Christian guy, and there's a situation with him and the local girl. It's really, really good. It, I, I thought that it was ahead of its time in terms of just – Telling different storylines about about America's past and about baseball and all that kind of stuff. So um, I actually went back to view it about two or three years ago. I was talking to Cody Decker about it, and which was super random. 
But anyways, I went back to go see it, and it did hold up about as well as I could have thought it hoped that it would, that it would hold up. Again, it's called Long Gone. I think you can only find it like on HBO Max, or maybe you can do a deep dive on YouTube. Uh, it's really good, and hardly anyone ever knows that it existed. Also, it's got a young Dolmer Moroni in it. Yes, yeah. very young. Yeah, he's the uh, second baseman who, you know, has to make some moral dilemmas about his feelings about this girl in town. Ooh, buddy. All right, so the Rotten Tomatoes on what you're saying says that Long Gone is a surefire hit. So it's like a 77% fresh, which means go check that bad boy out. But we all know that's not a fair scale with Rotten Tomatoes because for love of the game is sitting at only 46% fresh. <laughs> so we know that it's biased and ignorant. Hot and I stand very proudly on our throne of being correct. Hot garbage. Came out the day after Christmas, 1999. I... Went and saw it with a friend of mine. It was my freshman year of high school, and we fell madly in love that day over our shared love of For Love of the Game. I think of her often. Fondly? <sighs> well, I mean, just best experience I mean, ever. the movie was so bad, like, the love must have been very strong for mm-hmm. you guys to, to at least move forward at all whatsoever. Well, I didn't put a gold ring on her, but the ice tubs are going to put Brandon Gold on the mound tonight. What's going on with the baseball team, Josh? I like what you did there. By I got the way. you. I, I, I really can. I can appreciate a good transition, and that was a sensational transition. To answer your question, you always feel good when Brandon Gold's on the mound. He wins games. Yeah. He wins games. He he gives you a chance to to win by by the way he pitches. I'm excited about the way that he has thrown the ball since being back in the rotation. Basically, know that he's going to go at least five innings every time. He's probably going to pitch into the sixth, and you're either going to have the lead or it's going to be close. And he pitched really well against Sugarland last year, and not only do they need gold to pitch well, but they just seem to get off to a good start, right? I mean, yesterday, 5 nothing after the first inning. The day before, 7-2 to two after two innings. You're just finding yourself in these big holes, which it's not a good strategy no matter what sport you're playing to, oh. to, to get behind. And it's especially a bad strategy in this ballpark where it's so hard to score runs. So, yeah, they, they need gold to um, just kind of give them some breathing room in the first couple innings, you know? In my old career, I worked with a guy named Brendan Gould. Ooh, very close to Brandon Gold. I don't, I don't know the relevance here. There's none whatsoever. It just pops into my head, and you know how my brain works. Back to the game. Sean Burchard has reached base <laughs> in 13 straight. Uh, pretty good little baseball player, huh? Yeah, I like Sean a lot. He can play the corner outfields. He can play first, which is where he's going to play today. Went to UCLA. It's his first year AAA. I felt like first couple of weeks he was trying to get you know, his sea legs, and then he was really starting to hit the ball really well, and then he gets hurt making a diving catch, and now he's been back from the injury for about four or five games now. Had a two-run homer a couple days ago. Yesterday, drew three walks, got on base four times total. You know, I, I think the Bouchard's got a, it's got a future. I mean, he, again, he can play multiple positions. He can run a little bit. He can hit for power. He can hit for average. And, um, yeah, he's fun to watch, you know. When, when he gets to the box, you're, you're like, all right, what are you going to do this time, Sean? Well, and him and Co- Ben Zobris vibes there. There you go. A little five-tooler. Him and Coco Montez were kind of going one-for-one there for about two weeks straight. Do those guys – excuse me as I clear my throat. Do those guys recognize whenever they're both having success? Is that like a motivator for each other? Interesting that you bring those two guys up because the day that Coco Montez joined us, I was interviewing Sean Bouchard on the pregame show, and I said to him, um, all right, you know, we got this new guy, Coco. What – you know, give us his counter report. And the first thing he said, a lot of doubles. 
And in Coco's first at bat, he had a double, and he had a second double later in the game. And the day after that, he had a double. And the day after that, he had a double. And then, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks later, I interviewed Coco, and I said, all right, Sean Bouchard gave us this incredible scouting report about you. He just mentioned doubles. What's the scouting report on, on, on your boy Sean? And Coco goes, well, actually, a lot of doubles from him. He uh. said last year we were kind of going back and forth about who was going to have the team lead in doubles and said that he ended up with it, but they were, like, super close. And that night, Bouchard had a double. So double trouble with those two. That's a beautiful thing right there. What's, so what's yeah, the, they pay attention. They know. What's the early reception with uh, your podcast you posted? I'm sure there's a lot of interest. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of people are just, like, really curious to see how this thing how this thing works with all the different rules and, and most importantly, which one's going to go to the major leagues and, and really what needs to be tweaked with it. You know, um, from a pitch clock standpoint, I can tell you that two nights ago, the pitch clock operator here in Sugarland was so fast that the home plate umpire told both dugouts I'm not going to call any pace of play violations because he's starting it too fast. And because of that, a different person was the operator yesterday, and Lost I felt like job. he was actually too slow. I oh. felt like he was, like, waiting. Like, the pitcher would get the ball back, and he would wait, like, a second or a second and a half before he would start it. And so both of those defeat the whole purpose of how this is sure. supposed to work, right? It needs to be consistent. And that's why I'm going to keep patting myself on the back about my idea that if this does go to the major leagues, there needs to be a fifth umpire who runs the pitch clock. Boom. Sick. I think this it's a win for everyone because you need someone objective. You you don't want people thinking, oh, he's in San Francisco. He's a Giants fan. He's totally cheating in order to help the Giants out. I think it helps out the players' union. They get more jobs. And then after going around the bases, you know, uh, on the fifth day, you go up to the booth and you're up there. And this way they can all communicate. Um because there's just too much inconsistency with it, you know. Um, I feel like our games are starting to creep back up to where they were in terms of not just length, but in terms of pace. There right. isn't. I, I feel like they've started to slow down and, and kind of get back to where we were, uh, you know, seven weeks ago. And you just need more consistency. Speaking of pitch clock, the first, it will start tonight at 6.05. Josh, thank you so much for taking the time with us. We're at the break. All right. You guys enjoy the rest of your show. Be Talk good, brother. Tomorrow. All right. 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, the uh, live chat I'm about to disable. That's where we're at with this thing. By the way, it's 5 o'clock. Welcome to quitting time. For Love of the Game is the best, not just baseball movie of all time, probably the best sports movie of all time. Makes Rocky look terrible. What's that one you like with the golfing? Happy Gilmore. Caddyshack? Yeah. You think it a Caddyshack? Sucks. Okay, say that to Kenny Loggins' face. Kenny Loggins isn't even good enough to be in the new Top Gun, so. Wait, he's not? Sucks. Are you sure about that? No, I'm not, because I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to go this weekend. I'm thinking about just taking Monday off. I think I'm going to go see it in the morning and in the afternoon. Something fun about a matinee, Griff. Don't know if you matinee ever. I like walking into a movie and walking out and it's still daylight. It's kind of disorienting. Give me that. John C. Riley was in love for the game. Question mark? Kenny Loggins recorded a 5.0 version of Danger Zone for Top Gun, but Tom Cruise had other ideas. All right. That Scientologist kook screwed over my dude, Kenny Loggins. Who, Jerry Maguire, the second best sports movie of all time behind For Love of the Game. You have the worst list of any human being, of any list genre. Says Kevin Costner was a 40-year-old pitcher in For Love of the Game. All right, friend of the show, Brendan, is really under my skin right now. He's wrote a – this is a 
because he's diatribe he's put out on everything he said is correct everything he said is on point oh it's stupid so are we just talking baseball movies right now no all movies really for love the game might be the best movie in the history of film besides airborne which is not a sports movie inline skating is a sport so it's the second best movie of all time airborne behind for love of the game for love of the game which i love griff have you seen it what are you doing? You want to watch it? No, I have not seen so it. I was just looking it up. No, don't bother. It's very good. It's the story of how Kevin Costner falls in love. If you want to see a movie about old people exceeding expectations, just watch Cocoon. If you want to see a movie about old people exceeding expectations, just look at Van and Fred's professional career. Yeah, there's, there's that too. I would have thought for a sports movie, you would have liked that page, um, the WWE story. No, no, that was stupid. Or fighting with my family or whatever. Yeah, it was stupid. What's that one? I liked that. It's about this girl. This Peanut dev- Butter Falcon? This, no, Peanut Butter Falcon's very good. It's probably the number one sports movie of all time. It doesn't have Kelly Preston, who was in for Love of the Game, who fell in love with Kevin Costner. Wait, in real life, too, right? Aren't they married in real life? I think they're married in real life. Yeah. No, Kelly Preston wasn't she is wasn't she married to John Travolta and then she passed away. I think there's some truth to what you're saying. Too much Scientology? It's very good. It's just an insanely good movie. That's the whole point I'm trying to get to. I, the live chat's friend, disabled moving forward. Friend of the show, do not listen to Fred. Friend of the show, Brendan, is now on the list. So that means he has received a one-week suspension from the program. You don't Kevin have the Costner technology. Kevin did a lot of movies about sports. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of excellent movies. And I can rank them like this. Number one, For Love of the Game. Number two, any of the other ones. Fill the Dream. Griffey, from the texture, Star Dog Champion by Mother Love Bone, very sexual, would be a great uh, bump song after breaks. So write that one down. What is it called? Star Dog Champion by Mother Love Bone. Never heard of that. We're about to find out next break. Let's bring on, bring back Ron Ketty to Mother Love Bone. Ron Ketty joining us at 530. Mark Ron Ketty. So are you on that level where you can just go with one name? Or is it because he has such a cool last name? Yeah, yeah. If my last name was Ron Ketty, I wouldn't use my first name ever. Unless I was knighted, then I probably would. Sir Ron Ketty? Yeah. Lord Ron Ketty? Mm-hmm. Well, you just have to own land to be lord, but... What? You have to be knighted to be sir. Mm. I don't know the rules on what you're describing. I know the Queen of England does not live in Windsor Castle. Look, you keep saying that For the Love of the Game is the best baseball movie of all time. No one's going to believe a word you say about anything ever going forward. You've lost all credibility. Kevin Costner is practically a dinosaur in For Love of the Game, okay? <laughs> And he goes out there in his final start ever in Yankee Stadium. Because you can't, you're not sure if he has scales or feathers. Is that why he's a dinosaur? No, age, man. He's, oh, he's old. He's 365 oh. million years old. Okay. Also, from the live chat, Van cannot veto one week bans from the program. <laughs> sure, I can. Which I have just issued. There's only two votes. We split votes. This, We're at an impasse. Griff, we need your vote on this. As a. As the producer of this program, at least for today, not by the way, has anyone put out an APB on Vital? 
Uh, oh, there he is. Like me. There he is. Okay. I found him. <laughs> it needs to be by rule that I can at any point emotionally, due to choice or circumstance, ban anyone from the program for at minimum a one-week period. Out of sheer emotion for calling you out on your wrongness. Billy Chapel, Your wrongitude. Takes the mound at Yankee Stadium and throws a perfect game. And over the course of that nine-inning game, you get to revisit the love story of him and Jane whatever, played by John Travolta's dead ex-wife. It's excellent. Yeah, it's bad. It's very it's, bad. It's a Sam Raimi film. It's very good. Sam Raimi? The guy who ruined Spider-Man? Oh, man, you're making me so mad. The same guy? Who almost collapsed a superhero series? That guy? Spider-Man is bigger than ever right now. What about Fever Pitch, Fred? I did not realize that Kelly Preston passed away in 2020. That was a busy year. My mind was kind of on me not dying. A lot of emphasis. You're always putting yourself first when it comes to the not dying. Yeah, during... Early in pandemics, I'm very self-centered. NBA playoffs start tonight. Everyone in the world is taking the Golden State Warriors. And where are you at, coward Celtics fans that are just happy to be there, you losers? Why is why is cowardice Celtic fan van not sticking up for their boys that made it all the way through the buzzsaw that is the East, and they're just folding over in four games against the much better, much more talented, much more capable, much more experienced, surefire six Hall of Famers of the San Francisco Warriors. Are you familiar with the luck of the Irish? Uh, hold up. I think I am. Now, is that – does that have a lot to do with drinking? Yes. Then, yes, I'm familiar with you it. You create your own luck when you're drinking. Okay, I'm in on this. The luck of the Irish, boom, number one. Boston Garden, boom. Haunted, number two. <laughs> Point guard from St. Louis. You should be rooting for Yes, him. Jason Num- Tatum. Number three. Boom. Uh, a coach with an unpronounceable name. Boom. Four. Underdog? You, Is you, underdog one? One of the biggest underdogs Thank you. in recent finals history. Boom. Five. There's all kinds of reasons to like the Celtics. There's all kinds of reasons to root for the Celtics. Well, is there? Here's why I'm rooting for the Celtics. They don't. There's no Draymond on that team. That's a hundred percent true. That's a big bonus. The biggest bonus is this: every friend of this show listening right now in their car, mark the time: five ten p.m. Mountain. Mm-hmm. When's tip off? In like an hour twenty, right? Sure. Tomorrow, when you tune into this program, or when you come and meet us at Hollow Spirits, I'm going to ask you if you need to go see my physical therapist girlfriend because you have whiplash from how quick you had to turn your neck around. Whenever Celtics take game one, because you guys are fearful, you're cowardice, and you're small. Someone step up for the Celtics because David beats Goliath, yo. The whole team is going to step up. They're going to play with reckless abandon because they're such huge underdogs. And by the way, shout out to Steph and Clay. You guys are excellent. Change the game. Why are you going to root for a bunch of dudes who are too scared to take it to the basket and they just stand there and shoot three-pointers all game? Cowards. Thank you to the live chat. Go Fe- dunk. From friend of the show, Craig. Fever Pitch is a great baseball movie if you're a Red Sox. Jimmy Fallon 
Drew Barrymore fan or a Cardinals hater. Craig has just become the second individual on the ban list for one week, a one-week suspension. You, Craig, and now... You can't ban everybody who disagrees with you. Craig and Brendan can enjoy their time on the one-week suspension list. This is Trumpian behavior from this you, Fred. Well, Mark Ronchetti's joining the program at 530. We're excited about that. Fever pitch. So stupid. The Red Sox come back and beat the Cardinal. Well, not even come back. It's a four-game sweep. It's the stupidest movie ever made. Jimmy Fallon. Who's ever tuned into anything for Jimmy Fallon? What's the destination film with Jimmy Fallon? I think that's it, right? Fever pitch? He's a good host, though. I mean... No. Night show's good. <laughs> he sings, dances. Very funny writer. He is a good writer. I bet he's on the Tonight Show tonight wearing a Celtics jersey because he, he ain't a coward like everyone listening to this program. Where did, I liked no. the movie about, um, is it Moneyball with what? Brad Pitt? Yes. Yeah. That's not a baseball movie. It's, a, it's an analytics movie. It doesn't nothing to do with baseball. So, yes, it has a lot to do with baseball. What? Um. My dude, Jeff Bagwell, was a guest commentator on an Astros game last week, and he was blasting Moneyball because it's unrealistic. Yes. Because just them being cheap and using analytics, they kind of glossed over the fact. Three pitchers all winning 22 games? Yes. They had <laughs> uh, Mulder and Hudson and Barry Zito, and their shortstop was Miguel Tejada. And, and uh, Eric Gagne, not Eric Gagne, who's the closer? Um, oh, gosh. Keep going. I'll, I'll come up Oh, with it. he had the longest name forever. That's right. I'll come up with it. Super long. Isringhausen. Yeah. Yeah. Who plays for the Cardinals now? Yeah. Like, their team was loaded just because they had to replace Jason Giambi. That doesn't make it the the miracle. After that was gone, after that core was gone, but they were competitive because they had the three – Best pitchers right. in baseball. Their pitchers were one, two, three on the Cy Young Award. And Griff just likes it because there's the one scene with Brad Pitt's daughter, and she's just like, I'm a little bit caught in the middle. And then Griff's like, <laughs> Griff's, like you're dancing back there right now. Life, life is a maze and love is a riddle. And you're like, okay, cute little kid on an acoustic guitar singing to her dad to try to get him to love her the way that he loves baseball and not her. Whoa, that hit home. Dad, why do you love your job more than me? Because his career was a failure, and he has to make up for it by being a better GM. Should have that father-sized hole filled with love for his daughter, but no. Now no. he's a workaholic. A very, very good-looking workaholic. The Show is the name of that song. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because uh, Major League Baseball is The Show. It's called The Show. I right, put that on the list. That song slaps. That song does slap. Like in that scene, you just got goosebumps. In that scene, when Brad Pitt and his daughter are at the guitar thing in Moneyball, you're like, "Oh, Brad Pitt's actually missing his life here." I'd I'd rather watch Moneyball in Gaelic than I would for the love of the game in English. Yeah, you put Gaelic on anything, it's way better. <laughs> Well, by that joke I meant, a language I don't understand, oh, which a, would be a waste of my time. It's a beautiful language by the by the beautiful people of Scotland or Ireland. I don't really know the difference. Or or Wales or Northern Ireland. You're not really sure, are no, you? No, they're all the same to me. The Isles, <laughs> the British Isles is what I meant to say. Uh-huh. 
There's four different languages. Which Boston settled by the Irish, who have now gone from some of the baddest dudes on the planet to the most cowardice fan base on the planet because we feel like we're on house money, losers. Cheer for your team. Celtics fans are going to bring their A game. You watch. Where's friend of the show, Craig? No one's hiding. Friend of the show, Boston sports friend, friend of the show, Craig, came in hot. Yeah, bringing the heat, Griff. I'm catching it on the live chat. National, National Jason Tatum Day before we even brought up That's basketball. That's true. But he's from St. Louis. He's not Boston. And if you're not part of the live chat, like if you're if you're in a place where you're listening and you're not in the car, at TalkABQ on social media, find us, YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Get in the live chat. This thing is fire. Everyone's getting banned for one week. There's a one-week suspension. You can't just ban everybody. That will be enforced by me, solely by me. And any reference... All right, here, I'm going to give you a list. If you say anything Grip. racist, sexist, or bigotist, you will be blocked. In the live chat? How can we even for monitor week, that? For a week, maybe two. If you disagree with Fred, you will not be blocked. Feel free to call him out on his idiocy. And... Please, bring your A game. <laughs> he needs it. I don't know where to go, but I can't do it alone. Two men on, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirit in New Mexico's Vodka. It's Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, the live chat is now disabled. You cannot... You cannot reach out to the program via social media or via the text line because it has become uh, disastrous to me. It uh, it hurts me. It's at a point where it hurts me. None of this is true whatsoever. Keep participating at will. Stupid take. Especially if you got hot takes on how awful for the love of the game is, which it is. Less than 10 minutes from Mark Ronchetti joining us on the program. Even if you take out the little kids song and the how could you not be romantic about baseball part Moneyball is still better than for the love of the game no Moneyball had 12 years since for love of the game came out to do better and it couldn't even take that and use it as a way to become a better baseball movie uh Moneyball won an award from the Geneva Convention. What does that mean? Uh, it's the Geneva Convention says the best movie of all time. Geneva Convention, which is the convention that regulated war crimes? You're telling me a war crimes convention gave an award to Moneyball, the movie? That's how good it is. What are you going on about? <laughs> the people that said you can't use shotguns in warfare? That's who told you that Moneyball is a good movie? Yes. I am a professional sports broadcaster. You have to give your prisoners water bottles and Moneyball is better than for the love of the game it's in there it's in writing i didn't write it the geneva convention also did not write it (laughs) nike founder phil knight and dodgers co-owner alan help me out here smolinski yeah smolinski have made a two billion dollars plus some change one more time Billion. Written offer for the purchase of the written offer. I don't. Do you got to get that notarized? Like what? Are the, yeah. What is? You can't just text it over. 
One time, Griff in town, we tried to buy a radio station. It was a real story. I'm going to give very limited details on air. And we texted to protect, o- to protect the innocent, protect a lot of people. <laughs> but I text over to a person who owns a radio station in this in this market. I text, we'll just buy it. <laughs> we'll just buy it then. Yeah, I don't think that's a written offer. Two billion plus written offer to the purchase of the Portland Trailblazers. So there you go. The Paul Allen Trust looks like they will be the ownership group. And they're just going to move them to Tulsa. <laughs> no, because Nike owns Portland. They're just going to take another Pacific Northwest team and move it in the tornado country. Phil Knight will not move it. Absolutely not. Because like Portland only exists because of Nike. And there's going to be a lot of like super hip, woke people listening to me right now. Yeah. They're going to try to talk to me about Oregon culture. Oh, yeah? Well, my Fermented Foods LLC is doing yeah. pretty good on its own, Fred. Well, I don't know if you know, but I have Asian-infused macaroni ideas, and I think it's the only place I can get my food truck off the ground. Yeah, okay. Well, you say that to my LLC who makes locally sourced Birkenstocks. Are you telling me that that... That your iPods you just carry them around, not in a locally sourced hide satchel. I don't get it, man. Okay. Well, I started a, a pet pet park just for goats it, in my neighborhood. It's like a miniature obstacle course there for your goats. But if they get too aggressive, then we put them on a tee and we call it the goat tee. On a tee, like golf? What are you talking about? Okay. Well, maybe since I started my LC. For really, really, really inconvenienced goat farmers. But it's not a petting zoo, so don't assume. That's what you get. Hey, I often talk about El Paso. It's Portland. Portland's the real answer? Portland is the worst. They're actually so very nice up there. No, it's terrible. But they're such an easy punchline. Are they? Yeah. Vancouver, Washington is about five minutes north of Portland. Go there. We're about to have on the program Mark Ronchetti in about five minutes. Washington State University alum, Mark Ronchetti. Let's go, dude. Look at you guys. Wazoo in the house. Let's just do 15 minutes about Portland with Mark Ronchetti. Talking about how the Palouse is better than Portland. Look up the Palouse. This station's kind of right. You know, because in the morning show, Jeff Simbietta, he just spent a little bit of time up there in northeast Washington. He knows about the area. He knows what's up. Okay, 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 okay. El Paso. I tell you what, that's where Phil Knight will never move a basketball team is El Paso. Out for safety precautions? See? Yes. <laughs> so, the way I see it is Nike buys the Blazers. Cool. And then what, five years, Freddie Freeman to the Blazers? Do you think it'll be that quick? Or Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Run the front office or something. It's crazy to think that what what's a let's say ballpark number friend of the show. What does friend of the show make every year? Fifty grand? Yeah. So a hundred grand? Call it fifty. We have the numbers. I think the numbers say like the average listener makes like seventy grand or something. That's average. We could ask Mark Ronchetti after the break. He knows. How do me, you, Griff, anyone at this station, anyone in the listener base, how do they even fathom two hundred bill? Or two? Two bill, sorry. Yeah. I can fathom two, but two hundred. Now we're no. just talk, now we're just talking crazy, Fred. Now we're getting an extreme. Oh my god! 
And Portland's already the like basketball wise, they're kind of a pretty cool brand. The Blazers is a cool brand. Yeah. Remember the Jail Blazers? That was so fun. What is that? That's the best team ever. I don't know what you're talking about. The Jail Blazers? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh my god. Tell me more. No. Google it. Interesting. You take. should know this. You host a sports talk radio show, Fred. Well, I should, and I should know about regionally specific basketball in Portland. Griff, are you whispering to me because I can't hear you again? Nope, still nothing. The inner the inner office mic is not working. Let's go to break and come back. Is, I, is that Mark on the phone? Is Mark waiting? Just shake your head because I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. Back on the show. We miss caller Jason, and I want to apologize to Jason because he was calling to tell us about how El Paso has some of the lowest like crime rates going for a city of its size, and that's super impressive for El Paso, but that's classic El Paso putting their low crime rate in my face. You're going to take the crime and dump it on the other side of the fence. Yeah. Give it to Mexico. El Paso. Cheaters. Here's a guy who does care about El Paso because he cares about the whole state, and that's friend of the show and fellow Wazoo grad Mark Ronchetti. Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you, my friend? Welcome. So, so where are you at right now? You where Alamogordo? Where are you at today? I am in Alamogordo. Yes. Okay. Finished up a couple of events here, and we're headed to Cruces next. So, is that campaign trail or hiking trail? What do you mean? That is campaign trail. So we are doing a bunch of events here, just kind of all across the southern portion of the state through Saturday, and then we'll come up to Albuquerque by Sunday. Oh, okay. Mark, before we jump into politics and sports, I want to talk a little weather. And I want, yeah. I want to ask you why you're always so right and Steve Stucker's always so wrong. Good question. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Steve Stucker, <laughs> is, he is, could be the nicest human being that ever lived. Loves dogs. And so I, I will tell you, I, I think we spent a lot of time at Channel 13 trying to explain exactly why the weather was going to do what it was going to do. And sometimes you say, well, does that make you better at the job? No, what I was trying to do is that if it didn't work out i wanted to have a built-in excuse so i would always there be like go. hey see guys i told you that this was a possibility so we we're always trying to add in that extra caveat in there to make sure that we looked like we knew what we were talking about fantastic how hard are you pulling for fellow washington state grad clay thompson in the nba finals mark you know what i always pull for clay yeah because you know honestly since clay left wsu it's been a little rough for us <laughs> you don't say frankly. i mean you don't yes yes it has i mean i've have we actually won a game since Clay left? Uh, allegedly, we won an NIT play-in or something. Oh, but, that's right. That's yeah. right. I forgot. We haven't been to the tournament yeah. since. But, yeah, no doubt. No, no, Clay's incredible. I mean, he's unbelievable. And it is – it's uh, it's great to watch him. But I'm not actually a huge fan of the Warriors, you quite frankly. Well, I don't like that energy. I don't know where that's coming from. Either. Yeah, You're, well, not, a, you're not a front-runner. You're rooting, rooting for the underdog. Okay, I get that. So Just like the rest of the country thinks New Mexico is – but little do they know, we're already the best state in the union, and love we're getting that. better. Love that. <laughs> we are. We are. There's some things we need to improve on, though, I think. The, well, and speaking of needing to improve, obviously, I ran into you this past weekend at the Duke City Gladiators game, and we we're right. also uh, breaking news before I finish that story. Steve Stucker on the cover of Albuquerque the Magazine this next month. Oh. So congratulations Dude, to Steve. 
That's yeah. a good deal. That's a good deal. That's get. huge for Steve. I yeah, mean, well done, Steve. Mark's running for governor. He's a governorial candidate. Governatorial candidate. Gubernatorial. Thank you. You're and, welcome. And Steve's on the front of the magazine. So anyways, yeah, um, yeah we ran into each other at the Gladiators game this past weekend. Yeah. And obviously that the first conversation I always try to have with you every time I run into you is, uh, hey, what's New Mexico doing to help with the push for athletics in New Mexico and drawing events? Yeah. And I need to get a pledge right now here from you, Mark. Once you become gov- governor of this fine state, if you do, are you going to give a lifetime commitment to the New Mexico Bowl? I think New Mexico Bowl is a huge part of what we need to do. Smart. I'm a huge fan. So, yeah, I, I think we need to be very supportive of it. You know, part of the problem is that we end up making doing business in New Mexico really difficult. And that includes attracting big events here where we could, on the front end, commit to the event. And then on the back end, knowing how much it can benefit the state, we benefit from it in a huge way. But too often, we create so many of these barriers where we're not willing to do what needs to be done to attract these events here. And then you you look back at it and you go, well, gee, why is no one showing up here to do these events? We have so much to offer. And if you talk about whether it be the New Mexico Bowl and dealing with ESPN on that or, or whether you talk about MMA or whether you talk about other big events across the state here, we have so many facilities and so many opportunities to to attract big events that we don't take advantage of. So to me, that mindset has to change because we have that chance and we're just not taking advantage of it. So when you're talking about facilities and, and having availability, let's talk about Tingley for a second. Tingley is state run. Mm-hmm. It's here in the city, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily have some of the amenities that like the Pan Am Center has down in Las Cruces or the Rio Rancho Event Center. Is that important to the state to kind of initiate those upgrades and be inviting to some of those organizations that sometimes pass us over, be it UFC or WWE or whoever wants to come to town? I think it has to be a priority to us to some degree. If you talk to the gladiators and you you talk to them about a facility, look, I, I think if you were to say to them, all things being equal, if we could go in and do what needs to be done in Tingley, improve the things that need to be improved, would they rather play there? And you guys know the answer. And the answer is, yeah. It'd be a really good opportunity for them there, but we haven't invested the money. And when you look at what's going on with the fairgrounds in general, we have to make sure we're committed to creating world-class events. And so I think this stuff needs to be done on a large degree. Now, it has to be done uh, responsibly, too. You know, you can't just, you know, this is not a blank checkbook situation, but we also have to commit ourselves to trying to step in and, and start to offer some of these events. MMA is something here, and you guys talk about it all the time, but it, but MMA is something here where we are the epicenter for MMA training, mm-hmm. but we're not the epicenter for MMA events. Why is that? Gotta sign because contracts, we don't sir. have that link between the two, and that link's got to be established. And look, we've done it in other businesses. You see what we do with the movie industry. We roll out the red carpet for them, but we don't roll out the red carpet for sporting events. We don't roll out the red carpet to make doing business easier for our small business owners. All that kind of stuff is the stuff that kind of drives you crazy and that's the stuff we have to change mark let me piggyback on that question a little bit and can you talk about sports in the culture of albuquerque sports in the culture of new mexico how it really really ties into the community it's yeah i mean to me and and growing up and playing sports it's the fabric of of this state and i think you look we go way back to the dukes and and how big a portion of that was for so many kids growing up. And what did we do there? You know, we went and took a stadium, we, we refurbished it, you made the lab, improved it, and, and now we have, you know, the isotopes. And then you look at the Lobos and then redid the pit. I mean, so many of these things need commitment, though. They need commitment, and there's so many people who are willing to be part of that commitment. But we also, I think you guys, have a gap 
between how the you know the universities view our sports and how our fans view our sports. And I think the fans are pretty passionate about it. And then when you see universities who we don't always feel like are, are in a spot to be able to create you know a future in sports in New Mexico, because because you looked out where we are and we're in a especially football wise, it's discouraging. I'm discouraged about where we are football-wise in the state of New Mexico, and I think Coach Gonzalez is headed in the right direction. Don't get me wrong, and not that he needs to hear that from me, but 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 I do think he is. I just think that we need to make sure we're committing to getting people in the stands and improving the product too. Coach Gonzalez will be joining us this Saturday morning as we are helping relocate Locker 505, which is a very fun non-for-profit in town. He's bringing out 80 of his players, Griffin, plus like yeah. equipment trailers, and they're going to lift the entire warehouse that Locker 505 is currently in <laughs> and then relocate it to a new larger facility that will benefit Bernalillo, Sandoval, and surrounding counties. So- Fred, this is not a Mentos commercial from the 90s. <laughs> we're, we are using, we're using trucks and then loading everything. Oh, okay. Well, you okay. got it. Mark Ronchetti joining us, markronchetti.com. Normally, I would spell out a last name, but it was on everyone's TV for so many years. Sure. I don't think yeah. I need to. How's that transition been from going from journalist, weather, weather, the weatherman, to now the, the world of politics? You know, it's, a, it's an interesting environment. There, there are some parts of it that, that actually transfer really well. And, and I think part of that is that, you know, part of meteorology was taking all the data that you get, breaking it down, and then giving it back to people in, in, in kind of bite-sized pieces that make sense. And, and a lot of policy is that way, too. A lot of public policy is that way. You figure out what your policies are, and then you bring them to voters, and you say, hey, what do you think of this? And you listen to what they're telling you. What are their concerns? That's the first question we always ask. And so to me, it's different. I mean, it's a rough and tumble deal. There's no question. There's no, you know, there's a, people say a lot of things about you. I can't go on Twitter anymore. Like, I don't even read my mentions. Uh, yeah, Give me an smart. idea. So if you're ripping me on Twitter, don't worry, I'm not reading it. And so it's just one of those things that that stuff kind of fires back and forth and, and it's it gets fiery. But at the same time, I think when you talk to people in this state, I just think they've been let down by leaders in the state of New Mexico who don't hear our voices anymore. And we got to a point in my family where it was like, we have to try something here. We have to try to do this because if we don't, I don't see things improving because the current leaders we have, they absolutely don't listen to the concerns of the people of this state and we will. If you didn't request an absentee ballot today, it is going to be too late. The last day for early voting is tomorrow, is the 4th, and then primary election day is the 7th. How do you feel, Mark, about the ease of access for voter in New Mexico? Because I've voted in a lot of states, and I tell you what, I think it's about as simple and as inviting to voters as it could be here. Yeah, I think we've done a good job. I think it is easy to vote here, and and I think that we've done a good job of opening up the early voting period, making sure people can get to somewhere close to them. Again, you don't have to go to your exact precinct, right? Right. That's what made it tough sometimes. You'd have to go, so you're like, oh, wait, you're on Lomas. And you're like, oh, wait, all right. So you get back in the car, and that's been changed. That's good. So we definitely think there's a good, you know, we're we're making the right steps to make it easy to vote. There's no doubt. And and so that part of it is critical. And and I think more and more, we see more and more people voting, you know, early. There's no question. And you get to and you look at the numbers. I think it was the last election that something like roughly 75 percent of people voted early. And then we got 25 percent that voted day of. But that's a pretty good, pretty good indication that we have a good system in place here. You can always improve things here around the edges, but it's definitely gotten easier. Mark, super quick hitter. Who takes game one? Who takes the series? (laughs) I'm going to go. I'll go with the Warriors. Smart. Smart move. So the Thompson money is. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. I say this with with zero passion. I'm not going to lie. Mark Ronchetti, thank you so very much for taking time from the campaign trail. Best of luck to you next Tuesday, my friend. Gentlemen, thanks so much. I really do appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Sounds great. Thank you. Van, final words? Too much for the time a lot of my friend, but anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out an open drive tomorrow morning with Jeff, JJ, and Amory. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Booker.